What's up, my people? Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Spotlight, where we're coming at you each and every week with a fresh weekend of debrief in an effort to send biblical truth. What better way to do that than by the power of conversation? I'm one of your hosts, Caleb Pearson. Joining me again, the host spotlight. Long time no see, I feel like. Miss Alicia Battaglia. Hey, it has been a long time. It's good to see you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thanks for being here. Oh, thank you. Uh, Kids Week has begun. It has, and it's so exciting. It just blesses my heart uh, to walk in the church and to see all this activity and flurry of people. And we're talking hundreds of volunteers. Oh, big time. And I think the numbers today were like 260 kids, maybe even more than that. Yeah. So that's day one. So tomorrow- The lobby's like totally transformed. Yeah. Yeah. So cool just to see everybody out serving and uh, just- it's a huge, it's a huge yeah. thing to make it all come together, and it just—I uh, know that the Lord is pleased. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you for being here, Alicia. He's back with us, dear friend of mine, Mark Carey. Marky Mark, how you doing, my friend? Good, good. Yeah, thanks for being here, dude. Yeah, I feel like I'm slipping into my second childhood. I've been going to enjoy the games and the snacks at VBS, <laughs> yeah. but they won't let me in. <laughs> Our security team's pretty tight. They are very tight. They're doing a fantastic job. Shout out to our security team. Wow. Very very, very much so. (laughs) Yeah. You know, 20 years ago, when we first moved into this building, Uh 20 years ago, we had some VBSs the first few years that were 500 kids. Wow. That was just... Wow. Yeah. Huh. So yeah. can you imagine another 200-some kids no, who are on top no. of that? No, so. <laughs> I can't. I don't think <laughs> this we're prepared is manageable, for that. Yeah. <laughs> Early 2000s were wild. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Guys, let's jump into a, a Sunday in review. Alicia, we've been in Ruth over the last few weeks, uh, and uh, at least for the next couple of weeks, I think, as we look into July, but I'll come your way about this weekend. Well... This was probably one of my favorite sermons ever. Um, One, Ruth is just a Mm. very special book, but uh, the highlighting the providence of God uh, just really stirred my affections for the Lord. And um, the theme of providence (laughs) over my life um, has just been so uh, important and and I was thinking on the way here, driving here, that for for without providence and a sovereign God, we really have no hope. And God, in His kindness, mm. in His it's it's not just a, a sovereign providence that is controlling things, but but it's with a loving care, with a a good God who is working all things together for good. Mm. And um, so we see these characters, and and you brought this out before, uh, that Ruth is set in their dark times, where it's a time of the judges, and people are doing what is right in their own eyes. And here, Naomi has found herself in this foreign land, and Ruth and this this whole stage that, you know, you had set before, but you brought to light the winds are changing. And now these characters and Boaz and Ruth and Naomi, we're seeing evidences of kindness and mercy manifested in their lives, but also through our providential God, ultimately <laughs> through our providential God. And mm-hmm. they, um, Ruth and Naomi are in need of food. And they are in need of family. And here we see God meeting those needs. And not just that, but 
as we all know the rest of the story, there is Don't tell us some people might not <laughs> there's more to come. <laughs> yeah. But just yeah. yeah, from from empty to full, this is um God's providence at work and how kind and good he is to all of us. Mm-hmm. That's good. Covering the whole chapter. I mean a lot of a lot of Ruth chapter two this weekend. Yeah. Which is one reason why we went over a little bit. Yeah. 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 Preacher preached a little too long, but. um, It was good. I say preach some more. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, to to lay out the characters of that story and and their unique contribution to the story Boaz, Mm -hmm. Ruth, a little bit of Naomi, but then the main character in the story, the playwright, as I Mm -hmm. mentioned, who's writing the script, but also is an active participant. So to talk about God and his providential care and work that's a lot to get in um in in the time and it 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 it, it's opens the door potentially to a bit of confusion and Mm. and you know kind of head scratching this is that okay now wait a minute because you can't answer all the thorny difficult questions that arise Mm -hmm. when you talk about um man being free moral agents Mm -hmm to make their free moral choices. <clears throat> and yet a God who not just permits it, uh, but in certain aspects also uses determines it, it mm-hmm. ordains it, mm-hmm. uh, permits it, then uses it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and theologians have struggled with this, you know, mm-hmm. for, for hundreds of years trying to figure out. How, and I, I can't. I don't. Uh, yes, I don't have the brain power to figure it out, and so far I haven't found anybody. But I do appreciate a lot of the theologians, and, and I've got multiple theologies in my library that, when I read and kind of uh, re- review that concept, um, it was fun. It was fun to do. Mm. It was fun mm. to to see how different people wrestled with it. Ultimately, you come back to the scriptures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you come back to a passage like Ephesians 1, 11, that God right. works all things out according to the counsel of his will. And I so appreciated you sharing those lift, list of verses, and <clears throat> I wrote them down, and, and there those are just a few. Like yeah. There are so many more, and I encourage those of us who may wrestle with with understanding this to, to dig in and, and see what the scriptures are saying about that. See what it says about it, you, God's hand and all things. Um, and let the scriptures teach us about who he is and his character. Um, and I love in, in the theme of providence, just how, um, God works it for the good of his people, not only for the good of his people, but for his glory, but in Naomi's story, here she, and I bless her heart, I can, um, I just try to put myself in her shoes and I think I would have been uh, complaining too. <laughs> I mean, she's she's like, why do you call me Naomi? Call me Mara. But God, when she's in this midst of bitterness and just unsurety and complaining, God's already working on the blessing. Like the blessing is already ahead of her and she doesn't, she's not aware of that. But, and this is, this is so good as we rehearse uh, what we know about God. And as we pray and ask God to open our eyes and help us to see what he's doing and who he is, it helps build our faith. And, and then we see this turn for Naomi and, 
chapter 220. Uh, and Naomi said to her daughter-in-law, may he be blessed by the Lord whose kindness has not forsaken the living or the dead. She has this change of heart and who does that? God does that. <laughs> and so just, I love seeing that providence at work, even in the midst of our complaining hearts. Yeah. He yeah. is so good and so kind to be working. Yeah. And it gives us, I think the Christian life should be, there's something exciting about the Christian life. And, um, because as we, as we walk with him, as, as we orient our lives around him, uh, as we love him and, and are called according to his purpose and are, and are seeking that, um, that will of God, uh, Romans again, 12, uh, you know, one and two, don't be conformed, Romans 12, two, don't be conformed mm -hmm. to the world's way of thinking, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you can prove mm -hmm. what that will of God is, that which is perfect, good, and acceptable, the will of God, called according to his purpose. So as we set our, our minds on the scripture, pursue our God, in, and, and um, in our imperfect love, we pursue him, uh, and and seek his will for our life living out that calling um <clears throat> we, we have the confidence that god is weaving that tapestry of our life and yes it involves bad things and does god ordain those bad things does he only ordain the good things and permit the bad things well scriptures talks about that he you know makes uh even the the evil for its day and the you know they're, they're, the the aspect of fearing god fits into this thing mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because if all we think of god as some kind grandfather who's mm -hmm. kind of you know making sure the little grandkids don't run into the street or do you know that kind of a thing um, our view of god is very shallow mm -hmm. and inappropriate god is a god to be feared in the beginning of wisdom is the fear of god mm -hmm. in the sense of reverence but also such awe that you shake in your boots mm -hmm. as mm -hmm. uh as the children said in uh, the narnia tales is he good who said anything about being or uh, is he safe is, is he, he safe, safe? Yeah. who says anything about being safe but he's, <laughs> he's good, good i tell you he's yeah. the king yeah. Yeah. yeah and so uh right. yeah. we the journey in our life should be a pursuit of god mm -hmm. that's what it's about we've been created in his image and as as Creatures created in his hand, the, mankind's pursuit of God is should be number one. Not the pursuit of our own happiness, not the pursuit of, of other things. And, and it's a sickening world where we live. Because mm -hmm. even in the Christian community, even in the evangelical Christian mm -hmm. community, there is such seeking of one's personal happiness. And then when bad things happen, like, well, you know, God disappointed me. We <laughs> Call me Mara. Call me, right, call right. me bitter. Yeah. And uh, it's like God is saying, you know, just, just trust me. Yeah. Don't don't you know who I am? Yeah. My kind hand yeah. is working, but trust me. And that's what blessing is on the way. That's what's yeah. so encouraging about what, this sermon series and many others, and the opportunity to, in the general assembly, read the word together, because we can be reminded of, of what has already happened and stories that He has worked through. As we can become obsessed and limited to, oh, He hasn't yet worked this out in my life, or this story seems incomplete, or this struggle I'm going through, there seems to be no end to it. And obviously, it, all this is about ends up being about Jesus and what He did. That mm -hmm. complete story, what happened on the cross to us, 
we participate in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, and our new, cre- you know, new identity is in Him, and that's what's so uh, again encouraging about reading somebody in the Bible being discouraged because mm-hmm. you're like, oh my goodness, this is something I can relate to. This is something I can read and glean from, and see that yeah. that Ruth it's chapter two verse one, wrestle. the plant of of yeah. whatever God has prepared for you, like you said, I just think is huge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 Real relationship in the midst of raw communication. I mm. heard that somewhere <laughs> a week before when when Caleb was preaching. Yeah. But that's that's it's Psalm one of thirteen, the Calebism. right? Yeah. Right. It, yeah, yeah. You know, right. it's the same well, thing where David is mm-hmm. wrestling with this. Right. Raw communication in the context of a real relationship. So Simeon's right there doing sound for us for the podcast. What's the difference between Simeon and I having a relationship where I see him twice a week during the youth group? Hey, Simeon, how are you? Versus Simeon. Would you zip it and pay attention to me, please? And he goes, oh, yes, or this, that, or the other. Or he comes to me with a real serious question. When we operate at that wavelength where where we're, you can tell there's a pre-existing real, mm-hmm. something's happening there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I think one of the things you brought out in your sermon that is also in this whole Ruth experience is sometimes we as Christians are uncomfortable or think it's wrong to have that raw communication right. and here's there, so faith faith is is and and we see this in naomi she's she doesn't have this flippant flippant faith and mm-hmm. where it's like oh no this is a real wrestle real struggle mm-hmm. and um ultimately god draws her back to himself and then we see ruth who she sees this God of Israel and she chooses to devote herself to mm-hmm. him. But of course, that's God's drawing on her heart mm-hmm. and his sovereign providential plan at work. But he's using that. And so, and then as a result in these characters, and you brought this out in your sermon, Pastor Mark, was the the, the theme of compassion. Yeah. So in, in compassion, there is someone in need. And whether we're believers or non-believers, because we're made in the image of God, we have compassion. We, there are how many organizations of, you know, non-Christian affiliated uh, groups that are doing compassion ministries of whatever sort, you know, or services, maybe not ministries. Mm-hmm. But um, but for us as Christians, um, it's it's a little different. And I and I think about Colossians three two, which says, "Put on them as God's." chosen ones, holy and beloved, that separates us. We are chosen, we're holy, beloved, but to put on compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Hmm. So here, here we are made in the image of God, all of us, believer, non-believer, with a heart of compassion. But as Christians, it's different mm-hmm. because we are doing this because of Jesus, mm-hmm. through Jesus, empowered by the right. Holy Spirit. Right. And that that's different. Right. It has the touch of God mm-hmm. because it is the power of the Holy Spirit that, that makes it happen. Right. Um, so when we go through life and bad things do happen to good people, um, uh, the world, Rabbi Harold Kushner wrote a book, you know, you know, why do good things, bad things happen to good people? people yeah. I mean, you're forced then to wrestle with, well, what kind of a God is this? And mm-hmm. you, the, the, the danger, but there, there's a ditch on either side. The mm-hmm. danger is that you can diminish God, which open theism does with which was what Kushner did. Mm-hmm. He's not, he might be a God who's all loving. So we'll, we'll hang on to that, his compassion, love, but he wouldn't do these things. Therefore he must not be all powerful that he, he's the God who um, 
uh, who grieves in that sense of, of uh, he wished things would have been different, mm. but they weren't, and so he enters into our grief in that way. Uh, or the other ditch is so deterministic that the, it's an impersonal God that uh, is just pulling the strings. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like we're puppets. Yes, right. and, and so deterministic that there's this this almost mean, you know, um, vindictive or, or type of a God who doesn't care at all. Mm -hmm. um, again, our greatest challenge, I think, is our pursuit of God through the scriptures to have a proper perspective. And it's tough. It's tough because you read the scriptures, you can, you can fall on sometimes uh -huh. either one of those mm -hmm. sites as mm -hmm. people have done, again, throughout centuries. Mm -hmm. Um, the challenge is to come to the Word and say, okay, God, help me to know you better. Help me to come and understand who you are. And study a lot of it, and, and don't decide a sermon series or what the church is going to do based on a popular, easy passage, but read the Old Testament. Read. Mm -hmm. don't, don't find yourself in a ditch where that's my spiritual life, or I'm going to cling to this yeah. chapter, but not that chapter. That right. popped up in college ministry for a lot. A lot of my peers going, I'm staying away from that book. Well, uh, I hate to bring this up, but I might as well. Andy Stanley, very popular, good guy in so many ways. Andy Stanley struggled, apparently, with reading the Old Testament and mm -hmm. basically said, stay away from it. <laughs> and I think his, I think, I don't know, yeah, right, I think right, his right. point was, uh, the world won't understand it, and, mm. and you... You so so don't even go there because uh, mm. it, there's too many misunderstandings coming about who God is from that. So stay mm. away from the Old Testament. Mm. And yet Paul said all Scripture is inspired by God right. and is profitable. Yeah. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It was all written for it. our <laughs> instruction yeah. and an example for us to follow. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, no, it's it's there he is in the in the Old Testament, and you can you can finish the book of Judges and wonder. Mm. You know that story of Jephthah, like what? Figure that one out. What happened there? Or, or you know these other stories, yeah. and the kind of the yuckiness. And then there's this delightful story of Ruth, and mm -hmm. there you—it's kind of like that's you really see God and His care and His compassion, and that He does have a plan. And I—I I, I would hope that it, at the end of the book of Ruth. Whoever reads the book of Ruth originally in the, that original audience and, and even us today, there is a kind of a sigh of relief that says, I thought God was like that. Boy, I'm mm. sure glad he is yeah. because he brings and weaves it all together for his, his good um, purposes mm -hmm. and um, for his glory. And yeah. we have a God who is worth going through the dark times with. And we, we read examples of that and then see it, and, and we can experience that in our own life as well. As far as the raw communication thing, I have, I have yelled at God before. I've yelled with Him. I've had some politically incorrect prayers at times with, <laughs> with my Father in Heaven about just the raw emotion of what I'm feeling with. I remember one specific time in so college, <laughs> a, buddy, a buddy who grew up in this church with me drove. He heard I was struggling a little bit. He drove four hours one evening to just pray over me right when I got out of class. He said, just walk out of class. I'll be there. I'm going to pray with you prayed over me, and he said, you you feel like you're barely keeping it together. What, what's your prayer life been like with God? Has it been habitual? Has it been sincere? You know, And I had a come-to-Jesus moment that evening with mm -hmm. God where I just let it all out, and He is a God we can come to in that. And it's it's things like that that happen in our story where you, you, you get to look back on what God has done. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I remember during my mentorship, John Morrison told me, a lot of our understanding of the Holy Spirit doesn't come looking forward. 
and guessing how the Spirit's going to move. It, it comes from looking backward at saying, huh, that's where you were, God. That's right. how you worked. Right. And I, we can build a resume, portfolio, testimony, whatever you want to call it, to, to demonstrate how God has pulled us through stuff. And it, it can be harder and harder to forget God. Yeah. Because do you have any idea what I've been through with a guy? Do you have any idea? And, <laughs> well, and we and get to that he point. Doesn't, he does not waste any of our affliction. He, mm, that's good. And it's all redeemable. And and even when we feel like failures, um, and in this story, I'm sure Naomi just felt lost, like a mm. failure, whatever. Like, what do I do now? Mm. And we've we've all been there in those moments. But God doesn't, he doesn't waste that. He takes that and he redeems it. And it's and when, like you, what you just said in those looking back moments, and I uh, just in reflecting on the providence of God and over the course of my life, I've seen God say no so many times and hurtful, like, oh, there's God, there's no other way, God, there's no <laughs> other way. And then looking back, I see his loving hand of protection. And that's what he's he's done for Ruth here. He's he's lovingly protected her and Naomi. Mm. And and I've seen that in my life. And so even though it it feels bitter, it is it is God's kindness. And I um the song and I'm, I kind of wish we would have sung this on Sunday, <laughs> but God moves in mysterious ways by um William Cooper. I, you're probably yes. familiar with it's it. So good. I, I, it came to my mind and I want to read it because I just think that it beautifully uh, sums this whole theme of providence up. But it's God moves in a mysterious way, his wonders to perform. He plants his footsteps in the sea and rides upon the storm. Deep in unfathomable minds of never failing skill, he treasures up his bright designs and works his sovereign will. Ye fearful saints, fresh courage take. The clouds ye so much dread are big with mercy and shall break in blessings on your head. Judge not the Lord by feeble sense, but trust him for his grace. Behind a frowning providence, he hides a smiling face. His purposes will ripen fast, unfolding every hour. The bud may have a bitter taste, but sweet will be the flower. Blind unbelief is sure to err and scan his work in vain. God is his own interpreter and he will make it plain. Mm. It's beautiful. That's what God does. He, mm. he, takes, he takes that bitter taste, but sweet will be the flower. And I think one of the applications from all of that in this story of Ruth in this chapter two and all of the book of Ruth is is we can dwell, we can be prone, people, human beings can be prone to dwell on the bad. We can grovel in the pain that others inflicted on us or in the pain that we've inflicted on ourselves mm. and on others. We can yeah. be, be covered up with guilt. And mm. there is an enemy, the accuser of the brother. And he's, you know, he's like perched on our shoulder and he's whispering all the time, you wretch, you wretch, you wretch. And I think one of the takeaways on understanding the providence of God is is what Cooper was saying, who himself was uh, a, a very sad story, yeah. his life he story. struggled with mental illness. Oh, very, and, very sad. Yeah. And if it wasn't for a good friend by the name of John, uh, Newton. John Newton, that's right. <laughs> yeah. But we can, we so we have to guard against 
um, dwelling on the past, dwelling in the in the in the muck and the mire of of the pain, and realize God is working uh, be, behind the, maybe the frowning providence is His smile of grace, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and so let's move forward, you know, mm-hmm. in this. Um, and He's always so fight. faithful to give us. Uh, what we need to walk through the hard times, like looking back, and I'm sure we can all do this, looking back and when we've walked through really hard times, God's given us everything we've needed. We've never lacked what we needed. Mm. And how kind. He is so faithful. He is such a faithful God. All I have needed, thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. The... the, um, we have to have a biblical perspective, a sound theology, a grid in which we view life. Mm-hmm. If we don't have that, if that's not established in us, then like Paul said in Ephesians 4, we're tossed about with every wind of doctrine. We're, we're battered about in life and and we end up um, discouraged. We end up mad at God or just giving up or, mm-hmm. or whatever. Life is messy mm-hmm. in this sinful world. And I would hope that in understanding some of this and the story of Ruth or Naomi and, and Ruth and, mm-hmm. and, and things like this providence of God, it would cause us to hate sin more mm. because it's sin that mm. it's it's sin and bad choices. It's it's living in this fallen world that takes away loved ones mm-hmm. in an untimely way. It, it's Death is an enemy, the Apostle Paul says, or what, just all of that. And I hope it, it helps us realize how, how, how ugly sin is mm. and to help guard our hearts against it, mm. but also long for the realization, mm. the day when, as we know, we're made for something better. And when all of this, uh, the, the, as I used the illustration, the Humpty Dumpty situations of life, mm-hmm. Though all the king's horses, all the king's men couldn't put it back together again. God will. Mm-hmm. And it just walk by faith, trust him, lo- love God, love others, do the great commission as well as obey the great commandment in his power and strength, and he'll see us through. Yeah. He'll well, see us through. Boaz took notice of Ruth and says to her, the Lord repay you for what you have done and a full reward be given by you, the Lord, the, the God of Israel under whose wings you have come to take refuge. That's and that's where she, she took refuge in the wings of the Lord yeah. and she's safe. That's, that's right. a safe place to be. And if, if I would have had more time or if I would have redone anything in the sermon, that to me is a key verse. Mm-hmm. The, the one key verse is, is verse three. She happened. You yes, know, I love she that. Ha- <laughs> she chanced to chance. But verse 12 yeah. is really key. Yeah. And and to, to develop, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. What did Ruth do mm-hmm. that came under her wings? What were, and, and, and help. So how do we help people yeah. go there yeah. to find that under right. his wings? And that's and, key. One thing I'd observe on like a Sunday morning when we sing the song, It Is Well With My Soul, the people who sing with most passion, the loudest are ones who have been afflicted, who have walked through suffering Mm. and, and God and his faithfulness, you know, they're, 
they are singing that song with all their heart because they believe it. They've known it to be true. They have taken and they've been safe under the wings of the Lord. And, um, you know, that how good God is. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That that's they really can good. sing it like that. And that's, that's where we need to end up always. Mm-hmm. And that's where the author mm-hmm. does end up when you get to chapter four. It's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. Guys, thank you both for being here. Just a reminder, there's a lot going on at Fellowship Bible Church, including Kids Week this week. There's also uh, baptism coming up if you have professed faith in Christ but have yet to publicly demonstrate that to your peers in the local church around you. We have a class coming up. That's Tuesday, June 28th at 7 p.m. Uh, the baptism service itself will be July 10th at 7 p.m. they will be outdoors at Sharando Pool. You can find all that info on our website, fbcva.org slash baptism to find uh, that exact link. Uh, The fact of the matter, everybody, is that sermons are not meant to just take an hour, but rather transform a lifetime. Until next week, much love and God bless.